Yeah, go ahead and start rolling the clock, please. And so 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, we don't look at the things which are seen. Um, I want to continue to push it on that because somebody said one time that this world is an illusion. What, we, what we're seeing, what we don't see is more real than what we do see because what we do see is passing away. It will pass away. I can imagine being like 100 years old. You think about what they saw. What was 100 years? It's like, what, eight, what, nine, 100 years ago? 100 years ago was what? 1923, 1923. Can you imagine somebody in 1923? Uh, back then, a lot of people didn't even have automobiles. You knew that, right? A lot of people didn't have automobiles. Uh, like just the average people, they still had horses and buggies. Can you imagine uh, being 100 years old, being born in 1923, and, and all the things you grew up with pass away? And now, I mean, we don't have to go back 100 years. What about the 70s? Hello? Yeah. I remember when you had to be in a certain room to talk on the phone. Like the court, you know, you, you just had a little room, like a little room. And then, and I remember my grandmother's house, they had phones that were mounted to the wall. So you had to stand on the wall and talk. You just stand up while you talk on the phone. Yeah, I remember rolling phones, you had to, all of that. Y'all remember that? Yeah. And uh, then people started inventing long cords. You could sit out on the porch because you had a long cord. But you had to pull that long cord all the way out. But the things which we see, what are they going to do? They're going to pass away. They're only temporary. That's why you can't look at those things. A hundred-year-old went from carriages to you know, the cars we have now to drive yourself, the Teslas. Everything you see is passing away. Everything you see is almost like an illusion because it won't be here in the next 100 years or 200 years. Technology will make something uh, irrelevant, right? Obsolete, yeah? And uh, so that's why we can't look at those things but we can see the future if we see it in our mind or imagination. The other thing that I've noticed is some of the things that I grew up looking at, talking about the future, right? The Jetsons, stuff like that. Almost all that stuff, even sci-fi movies, a lot of those things have come into reality. I remember watching Back to the Future 2 or something. They was talking on the screen. and I mean, I was like so far off, like, oh, man, you be able to see people when you're talking on the phone. Can you see people when you're talking on the phone now? It's an everyday occurrence. It's an everyday occurrence. So I love the scripture because it says we shouldn't, as Christians, we shouldn't be looking only at the things which are seen. We have to live in this physical world in this visible world, but we should not just look at those things, or I would like to change that word look to focus, because I think that's what it's talking about. Because we have to, you know, we have to watch where we're walking and watch where we're driving, right? But what he's saying is, don't focus on the things which are seen. Please don't put your heart on those things which are seen. Because <laughs> those things which are seen, but I remember, <laughs> I remember when I was a little boy, boy, I just thought, man, if I could get me a pair of guest jeans. I was so sad because my mama wouldn't get me no guest jeans. If I could just have a pair of guest jeans, right? We put all your affections on something, and it fades away. It's, it's just fad. Yeah, nobody want no guest jeans now. Are they wearing your guest jeans yet again? No. Sometimes they bring that stuff back, but yeah, nobody trying to wear no guest jeans now. 
But that was it back then. Boy, if you didn't have no guest jeans, you were nothing in middle school, right? We look now at the things we just seen. We don't focus on that stuff because that stuff is so temporary. It's fleeting. It changes. But listen to what it says. But at the things which are not seen. Why? It says focus on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we know this scripture has a lot of different meanings. I'm in my own church. Can everybody say amen one time? All right. <laughs> it has a lot of different meanings, but for what we're talking about, we're talking about the power of the imagination. And I want to tell you that everything that I've ever gotten good in life, I got it because I wasn't looking at the things which you see. Thank God for how my mama, what my mama did. She did the best she could by herself and, you know, didn't have a lot of support. From um, my dad at that time, I don't think he had a lot of money, whatever, but she did the best she could. And, and some of her best that she could was, was you know, I lived I live kind of poor for some of that time. But here's the deal. Even in that situation, in those situations, number one, I didn't know I was poor because my mama didn't ever say we poor. She never said that. And when you poor, you know, and, and we weren't poor poor for a long time, but there were times we had financial problems. And uh, and my mama did the best she could. And she kept getting raises and, and you know, making more money and, you know, trying, I mean, just trying to make a better life. But, you know, there, there were times when, um, you know, I remember eating government cheese. Yeah. Remember eating government cheese. And, uh, there were times when, you know, I didn't have adequate clothes, you know. I mean, I'd have to wear somebody else's hand-me-downs. They, they brought me or something like that. But, but we did what we could. But, y'all, I learned a long time ago, even as an only child, because I was an only child. Um, so when I got punished, you know, that was real punishment. You, you, those of y'all who had two and three brothers and sisters, you get punished. There ain't no punishment because you can still go in there and play with them or do something. But when you were young, you, when you were you know, only child, you had to use your imagination. You, know, you had to escape in your mind. And I, I would always do that. And I would, I would see myself doing something better than what I was doing. And I just started dreaming about my future and, and, and what I wanted to see happen. All right? And if, if where you are right now is not where you want to be, uh, tap into your imagination. Everybody say, tap into your imagination. Yeah, you got to do that. Because that's your only escape. If you don't have an imagination, you're talking about depression and want to kill yourself. And the reason why people get depressed and want to kill themselves, because they, 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 they see no hope. They can't see anything else but what's around them, which is temporary. What, you know, we've heard the whole saying that suicide is a permanent solution for a temporary problem. Like, you can't come back from that. But the problem, if they just gave it a little time, was going to go away or change or get better. Somebody say amen. amen. So, the power of imagination. Now, we've gone through this. We made an acronym out of the word imagine. And the I was imagine your future. How many of y'all have been spending a little more time doing that? Just dreaming and imagining. Yeah? How many of y'all say it feel good when you imagine? How many, how many of y'all say you don't, get, you don't get sad when you imagine? No. You can get happy. Because you can imagine whatever you want to happen in your future. And here's what I want to say. If you don't dream or visualize what's going to happen in your future, guess what's going to happen? Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. <laughs> You're not going to have nothing. So you got to start dreaming. But the I was imagine your future. The M was, what was it? Y'all cheating? Make a dream book. I wonder if we could justify that instead of centering it, because then it'll spell imagination all the way down. 
but make a dream book. So that's what we're going to be talking about. We started talking about this last time. I think last Wednesday we got off a little bit, but we're going to come back to center. Okay. If I come into your house, I come into your workspace, if I look on your device or phone, I should be able to locate where you're going because you have a book, you have a wall, you have a space in your house, a space on your phone, your iPad, a space somewhere in your life, it may be in your bedroom, that shows me what you don't have, a place where you have not gone yet, what you have not attained yet, and it's in picture form or written form somewhere. Now I'm going to tell you, they say 97% of people never don't have a list of written goals. 97% no. They say 3% of the people have a list of their written goals. They say 3% of people make the most money. So it's the 97% that never wrote their goals that are still struggling financially and whatnot. Y'all follow me? 3% that write down their goals actually achieve them. So do you have a place in your house? Do you have a book? A dream book? Do you have a dream wall? Do you have a dream room in your home? Because that's going to tell you, the devil, angels, and everybody else, where you're going. Somebody say amen. Now the scripture basis for make a dream book We've heard it. They made a song about it. Uh, it's Rebecca 2 and 2. I want to go to Romans 12 and 2 first. And it says, and be not conformed to this world. I want to change a couple words in that just for what I'm saying. Be not conformed to this world. Yes, be not conformed to your present world. You know, Nelson Mandela was in prison for years but never let prison get on the inside of him? You can be in a bad situation, y'all. And it's people in this room, you've been in some horrific situations, some traumatic situations. I was in uh, physical and sexual abuse for some years, but y'all, it don't matter what the world is around you. You may be living with somebody, you may be living in a shelter, you may be living in your car. You ever heard about people that was homeless that became millionaires and billionaires? Only in America. Somebody say, only in America. Yeah. Can't do that in China now. Can't do that in Russia. And we got all these people over here, rich, elite people who hate America. Only in America can you go from homeless to a millionaire, billionaire, Tyler Perry. You may have to wear a dress to do it. He did do that. <laughs> but he, he did it. He was homeless. And this is not, you know, I'm not endorsing him. But what I'm saying is, you can go from zero to hero in America if you have a vision. Now, no matter what you think about Tyler Prayer, Oprah, all of them, like they had a vision. Though. And even if we call them wicked, the wicked many times have a vision. But people who are Christians, they, we just can't figure it out. But these principles come from the Bible. So be not conformed to your world, your present world. If, you, if there's something going on in your life right now that you don't like, don't be conformed to that. Don't let that present circumstance change you. Oh, I thought I'd get two amens on it. I thought I'd at least get three amens on it. 
I thought I'd get four amens on that. My God. Because when you start letting your present circumstances conform you, the devil is already won. Your circumstances are already won. Somebody say amen. amen. Remember the one with the issue of blood? 12 years? 12 years bleeding and it don't stop? You think people quit by that time? And all the men say, yeah, all the men be like, I ought to quit a long time ago. Women strong with that stuff. Somebody say amen. But she didn't let her press, she still, she, she still thought about, man, I could be healed if I could just get to Jesus. Yeah, so, so you can't let your present world conform you. Be, be not conformed to this world. What's this world? This world that you're in right now. The, the mess you're in right now. Come on, the situation you're in right now. I don't care how your body feel. I don't care what the doctors say the results are. I don't care what your bank statements say. I don't care what the realtors say. You can't get it. Your credit's not good enough. You don't have enough to get the job. Come on, somebody. Somebody say hogwash. Nah. Long as you don't conform to that world. Do you know that people create, create your world by stuff that they say? Stuff that they say over you? That can change your whole world. You ain't gonna never be nothing. Somebody keeps saying that. Don't conform to that world. Somebody say amen. amen. So be not conformed to this world. That's what I'm, I'm calling it right now. That's, that's the shade that I'm putting on this, the color I'm putting on uh, this world right now. It's your present world, whatever you're going through. Don't be conformed to that world, but be transformed by what? Renewing your mind. And you can't renew your mind without an imagination. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I love Cassie's story, you know. Three boyfriends down, you know, had to break up. They weren't right. No boyfriend in sight. I'm single. Now, you can let that world conform you if you want to. Talk about I'm single and satisfied. I hope there's some people that are single and unsatisfied. Come on, somebody. She was single and unsatisfied. She said, no, I'm going to get married. Went down to the bridal place. Tried on dresses because I'm not going to be. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to let my present circumstances. Hello? And you might have kissed ten frogs. Somebody say amen. <laughs> but she said, I'm looking for the 11th one. And here come the knight in shining armor, Brother Pat. Somebody say amen. Don't let your world, present circumstance, conform you. Don't let it change your mind about your future. Renew your mind. Somebody say, renew your mind. Okay, now I'm getting ready to show you. Y'all, a lot of things in church is so ethereal. Like, how do you do it? I mean, I love good preaching and hooping and stuff like that. But when I was growing up, preachers made stuff so mysterious. You got to renew your mind. How do I do that? You ever wonder how I do that? We're going to be real practical today. Let me show you how to do it. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2. Because we on M make a dream book, right? Okay. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse 2. This is in the MC. Y'all might not have it up there. But listen. The regular one says... And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that reading, okay? Listen to what it says in the MC all the way to uh, verse 3. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon the tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. And it hastens to the end, to fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it may tarry, wait earnestly for it. Because it will surely come to pass. Come on. It will not be behindhand on its appointed day. 
How do you renew your mind? It's very simple. Get a vision. Get a picture. Look at it. Get a goal. Put pictures around your goal and look at it. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, when God talked to Abraham, he talked to him in pictures. Yes? If I said blue suit, do you see the word blue suit or do you see a blue suit? You see a picture of a blue suit, right? Words create pictures. It's okay to start off by writing in a journal. But you're not going to renew your mind necessarily until you turn those words into pictures. You got it? Let's look at Genesis chapter 13, verse 16. How did did God talk to Abraham, who could not have a baby? Could not have a baby. Told me he's going to have millions of descendants. (laughs) My gosh. You talking about some faith. Genesis 13, 16. If you have it, say, I have it. Listen to what it says. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. When I say dust, do you see the word D-U-S-T? Or do you see dust? Right. Can you count dust? It's dust everywhere. It's dust all over this church. As clean as we try to keep our house, there's dust on top of the refrigerator, dust on the ceiling fans. Hello? Yeah. He said, I'm going to make your descendants like the dust. He gave him a picture. Now, be not conformed to this world. What was his present world? Present world was his wife couldn't have babies. Present world was in a few years, He was going to be impotent. He couldn't make a baby. But God said, I'm talking to you in terms of pictures so you can renew your mind. Every time you see dust, every time you see sand, I want you to remember the promise that I made you that, no, you're you're going to have more descendants than, than, than people can shake a stick at. Now, his heart goes, how could this happen? How many of y'all have ever heard a promise from God? You go, how could this happen? I know I have. But God didn't tell you to figure it out, did he? He told you to believe it. There are things God told me that was going to happen, this church, all of this, the building, the property, you know, and, and just do plan said, He said, God didn't tell you to pay for it. All he asked you to do is what? Believe for it. Just believe for it. Just believe it. Couldn't imagine what was going to happen. How it's going to get paid for it. Yeah? Couldn't come up with the plan. Somebody say amen. Amen. Couldn't come up with the plan for how it's going to have a down payment. God said believe for it. So your present world, don't let it conform you, but be renewed by, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform. Transform. Your imagination will transform you into another person. Yeah? So God talks to you in pictures, yes? So here's how you renew your mind. It's very simple. Are y'all with me? Write the vision. So find a book or a tablet or a poster board and just start writing your vision down. How many of y'all wrote your 20 things down? Yeah, that's hard for me. I'm at 10 because I I can't come up with 10 more. (laughs) But I can tell you, God is already... done everything, like like most of the stuff that I've envisioned or written down, he's done it. So now I got to come up with something else. (laughs) How many of y'all would like that testimony? Hard to figure out what you want. Hard to figure out something else you need. Yeah? But how did I do that? Y'all, coming from where I came from, my mama wasn't rich, nobody was rich. On either side, my daddy wasn't rich, grandpa wasn't rich, grandmama, none of that. How'd it happen? Y'all, I got good, and I didn't know this until recently God started talking to me. I got good at using my imagination and believing God for stuff and seeing things 
beyond where I was. So I was the only child. I hated that. I mean, my mama, she, she didn't want no more children. That was her prerogative. I hated it. So I just imagine I'm going to have a Cosby show. I'm going to have four kids. I'm going to have a lot of kids. Yeah? I got four children. That was a part of me imagining when I was 9, 10, 11, 12. I thought I'd get an amen on that. That, did that actually come to pass? It actually did. I was a product of a broken home. You know, wasn't my mom's father. You know, got divorced and stuff like that. I started imagining when I was 13, 14, having a wife I'd never divorce. I'd never cheat on. That my children would never know a broken home. Do you want it better for your children? Yeah, you should imagine better for them. Even if something happened to you, you're a single parent or whatever. Yay, do you want better for your children? Why don't you imagine them having it better? Yeah, I imagine. Now, I used to sit, lay in the bed and imagine. Just lay in the bed and imagine. Yeah? And then I start writing stuff down, and I start drawing stuff. Y'all, you know, I, my, my, my daughter's an artist. You don't have to be an artist. To draw something? How many of y'all know how to, what do you call it, doodle? How many of y'all know how to doodle? Yeah. My mama doodled real pretty, too. She got real pretty handwriting. But y'all, don't write nonsensical stuff. Take time and draw your dreams. Yeah? Do y'all hear me? This is from um, Terry Ford's book, Imagine Big. He's talking about this lady named um, Glenn Salisbury. Early in her career, she was a single mom with three daughters. And um, mama, we're going to do that ministry to single moms. We got a lot of single moms in our church, and I want you to kind of help me with that. But single moms, man, I'm telling you, a lot of them, they just, you know, they're so down, they, they feel hopeless, they feel like, one of the things I, I've heard from them is I got three children or four children, who's going to want to marry me? Who's going to want to marry me? I got three children, and I'm single. Yeah? And, uh, I don't know. They, some of them just feel hopeless sometimes. But I want you to listen to the story about this woman. She was single. She was a single mom. She had three children. But she started learning about the power of imagination. She was weighed down by a house payment, a car payment, and a need to rekindle some dreams. Glenna attended a seminar that focused on using your imagination in a vivid way. Speaker pointed out that the mind thinks in pictures, not in words. He said that we vividly picture what we desire, and it will become reality. So Glenna was moved by this idea. She also knew the biblical truth that the Lord gives us the desires of our heart. That's Psalms 37 and 4. How many of you heard this scripture? He'll give you the desires of your heart, right? Okay. So then your next question is, why do, why I don't have them yet? That, that should be your next question. Now, I'm going to just be honest. At this point, I've gotten almost all the desires of my heart. The little ones, the big ones, the, the middle-sized ones. How did it happen? I'm going to show you. Remember, we say you got to renew your mind, right? <clears throat> she was so determined to take her written list of desires and turn them into pictures. Okay, so the first step, everybody say step number one. Write down what you want. Okay? Use words to do that. You got it? Okay. Step number two, turn the words into what? Pictures. Because then your mind don't have to go through that next step. It can already just be a picture. You see? So she wanted to turn her words into pictures. Listen to this. Glenn arranged these photos in an attractive album and waited expectantly, constantly bringing the images to her mind. The pictures she included in her book 
were um, quite specific. A woman in a wedding gown. There you go, Cassie. And a good-looking man in a tuxedo. An island in the sparkling blue Caribbean. This is a single mom with three children. Can't pay her mortgage, can't pay this, can't pay that. She just wrote her goals down and then turned them into a picture. Are y'all following me? College diplomas for her daughters. A female vice president of a company. She wanted to be the first woman vice president of the company where she worked, which at the time didn't even have any female officers at all. A motorboard cap representing a master's degree from Fuller Theological Seminary. Eight weeks later, Glenna was driving down a California freeway. She noticed a beautiful red and white car next to hers. The driver of that car noticed her too and smiled. The next thing she knew, the car started following her. As frightened as she was, Glenna finally decided to pull over. Long story short, she met the driver of the car, they fell in love, and they got married a few years later. Huh. Lucky for her, huh? Must just been a coincidence, right? Y'all see this? Mm. All of a sudden, more images in her dream album actualized in real life. While they were planning the wedding, Glenna's fiance told her that he found the perfect place for the honeymoon, St. John's Island in the, in the Caribbean. Huh. She had that on her, on her board, right? She kept the dream book a secret until they were moving into a new home, which she had also pictured in the album. There was more. Glenna became vice president of human resources in the company where she worked, completed her master's degree, and became one of the first women admitted as a doctoral candidate at Fuller Seminary. Not only did her daughters earn college degrees, but they also created their own photo albums and have seen God at work using this practice. Today, Glenna Salisbury is one of the top professional speakers in the country and a former president of the National Speakers Association. Sounds like a fairy tale, but it is absolutely true. So all you single moms, I do. So <laughs> all you gotta do. All you gotta do. All you gotta do. How much is that gonna cost you? Huh? It's not gonna cost you no money. Can you sprain your ankle doing it? No. No physical exertion. All you got to do is just follow the instruction of the man of God. Come on, somebody. Believe God and you'll be established. Believe the man of God and you'll what? I'm telling you how to prosper. Some people won't do it. Some people still ain't going to do it. Amen. I'm praying for you. Somebody say amen. Diamond, you got those pictures ready? I want to see the color one first. The color picture first. I drew that picture on August the 28th, 2019. We were still in the clubhouse then in Pontrose. Wasn't even in the storefront. Didn't know nothing about this church. But you remember what the Bible says? It says, write the vision, make it plain. But listen, this is the part. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. It hastens to its end of fulfillment. It will not deceive or disappoint. Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it. Now, that was my vision, but here's the problem. When we went to look at churches, we looked at a lot of churches that didn't look like that. Can y'all put the picture back up, please? Thank you so much. Is that true? We looked at a lot of churches that didn't look like this. He says it's a dumb church, right? So we shouldn't even be looking at a church that wasn't a dome. We was looking at square churches, rectangle churches, all kind of churches. Y'all see we're in the dome? Shouldn't have been looking at that. 
Because, but, but sometimes when you have a vision and you write it down, sometimes you forget about it. I forgot about that. Now, let me tell you, I didn't look at this every day. But there's power in just writing it down, drawing a picture. It's seared in your inner conscience. And I didn't find this until we started teaching this. And I said, oh, my gosh. It's what we drew. So I say, amen. The other picture. Now, this picture, I drew this in December 21st, 2016. 2016, almost 10 years. This is the uh, conference room. Anybody been to our conference room? It says 60-inch TV. Is that a 60-inch we got back there? Pretty close, yeah, right there? 60 years? That's, that's in 2016. I haven't looked at this since 2016. I kind of look just like this. True? Go to the next picture. Let's try and say. <laughs> this 2016, December. Do our sanctuary kind of look like this? That's the screen, that's the screen. You see? I drew this in 2016. Hadn't looked at it since 2016. But it was in my heart. Y'all think what I'm saying works? Uh, Go to the next one. Also in 2016, I was just dreaming. Is there another picture on there? Yeah, this is the pastor's study. Anybody been in my study? I drew this in 2016. Does it look like this? Tough crowd. Nobody's nobody's impressed, is it? Anybody impressed? Y'all, write it down. Draw it. And I, I'm not saying I ain't seen this since 2016. I mean, I probably was on my iPad. It was on my iPad. Scrolling through, saw it every once in a while. But you know, I think, Jonathan, what if I'd been looking at it every day? How much faster, 2016 to now? How many years is that? Seven years. I could probably have sped this up. Are you willing to draw a picture? Are you willing to post it up in your house? How serious are you? If you come to my house, you just you walk around. Like we ain't gonna let you just walk around, but you know what I'm saying? If we let you walk around, <laughs> you will see pictures everywhere. On the side of the refrigerator is a check my wife wrote to herself. For an undisclosed amount of money, right, Gene? Yeah. Soon as she wrote that check, the business started coming in like crazy. Soon as she wrote the check, she started getting accounts from everywhere. Just dreaming. Just dreaming. Hello? Yeah. That sounds new age. Sounds like the law of attraction. Where you think new age and law of attraction got it? They got it from, from the Lord. You don't have to read them books. Remember we talked about that? No substitute. You ain't got to go outside of God for nothing. Because God's the originator anyway. Yeah? Are y'all still with me? Okay. Let me go somewhere else. And I'm going to show y'all one more time that this stuff works. How many of y'all believe this works? How many of y'all believe it works? How many of y'all seen it work? Okay. I just want to make sure y'all don't see it work. Mm-hmm. Let me let me um, let me show you this. Mm-hmm. What about um, Wade Daniel May? You know, y'all, y'all anybody ever read that book? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so in that book, we talk about the one ant. Anybody ever heard about the one ants? Yeah. So when I was uh, 13, I started preaching. And um, uh, I realized that I was going to need a wife. Uh, and, uh, and so when I was, whew, I guess when I was 13, I got on my knees and I prayed. And I asked God for a certain kind of person. And um, I prayed and asked God for um, specific um, requirements, physical things in my one hand. And um, I'm going to tell you now, God did that thing for me. <laughs> Yeah, God did that thing for me. And um, I would tell you, a lot of times, uh, people don't know what they want in life. Uh, if you say, I just, want a, uh, I just want a husband, I just want a woman, I want, want a wife, uh, you leave a lot of things to God's imagination. Somebody say amen. 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 So, so I think you should uh, be very specific about what it is that you want. Is that true? Yeah. So this is from six, page 64 from my book. In closing this chapter, I must discuss my one ad that produced my current wife, Regina. Regina, wave your hand. That's my current wife. I had a vision before I even met her. I didn't meet her at 15. I wrote out my vision at 13. Listen to this. When I was 13 years old, I accepted the call into the gospel ministry. I don't know what it is. But there's something about the office of a preacher that is attractive to women. After I started preaching, woman after woman, grown women, by the way, uh, began to chase after me. I was 13. All these adult women were very worldly and had a bad influence on me. So after a few months, I began to think about dating a girl that I could marry. So one morning, I got down on my knees and asked God to give me a girlfriend I could marry. And I guess under the unction of the Holy Ghost, I prayed exactly what I wanted in a wife. I want a pastor's daughter. Are you a pastor's daughter? Say it, say it real mm -hmm. she, she, at that time, uh, I was believing God. She must be a virgin. She was a virgin. We got married. Uh, she cannot be loud and boisterous. How many of y'all been around her? This before I met her. Tough crowd. Are y'all amazed or y'all don't believe me? Hello? Mm -hmm. Then I got very specific about physical details. I prayed for a certain skin tone. Ooh, I put that in the book. I got to read this in the book, dude. They already read it. Breast size. I'm sorry, you want me to take it out of the book? Okay, I'll take it out. Let's Shape, eyebrows, etc. Now, most people don't believe God would answer a prayer like this. I can't believe I put that in the book. Y'all be reading that part in the book, this ain't nothing. Somebody should say that, Pastor. Uh, I'm sorry, Anissa. Where you at? I'm sorry. It's embarrassing to Anissa. Um, Eyebrows, etc. Now, for most people, most people don't believe God would answer prayers like this, but I'm here to tell you the six, the, well, the, well, yeah, six months after I created my, my one ad, I met my girl who precisely filled the description. Remember what Jesus said. If you can believe it, all things are possible to them that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. I'm sorry, baby. People all over the country have been reading this book for years. Uh, we done sold thousands of books. I'm so sorry. I got to give you some money for that. <laughs> Forgive me. I ain't know I, I went that deep. But it's true. If you can see it, 
you'll see it. Somebody say amen. I'm a single woman. I got five kids. It don't matter. It don't stop you from dreaming. Somebody say amen. But the reason why we don't have more, the reason why things aren't changing is because we've let our world conform us. That's why the Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Number one, write your goals down. Number two, turn them into pictures. And then number three, which leads to the A part that we'll talk about next week or whenever we get to it. Well, that's, that's remarkable. It's 2016. What's the A for in Imagine? Anybody remember? I can't hear you. Assign time daily. See, that's, that's step number three. After you make it, after you turn your list into a picture, assign time daily so that you can look at the picture. Now, I'm just proving to you that you don't have to look at them daily. Because even once I wrote that one ad, I didn't look at it daily. But if I'd have known now what I knew then, no, if I'd known then what I know now, Things would have happened a lot faster. So, make the dream book, right? Write the list, turn them into pictures, turn your words into pictures, and then look at them daily. And watch it come to pass. How many of y'all believe y'all gonna do this? How many of y'all some stuff already happened? No, uh. Stuff already happened? Stand up. Stuff already happened. Come on up here. What, what happened? Come here. Come tell everybody. Go ahead. Yes, sir. So, actually, I, I got my first credit card, what was it, a couple of months ago? Maybe a couple of months ago, I got my first credit card. I was always doing cash, debit cards, and everything. And because um, I didn't know a lot about credit, I didn't know how to manage it. I knew based off word of mouth how it how it is, how it runs, and how we do things. I was like, all right, once I get my credit card, how do I how do I make sure I manage it good instead of like maxing it out and treating it like like a debit card? I was like, well, okay, let me I just let me write down there all the bills that I have. Okay, what do I gotta waste it on? What not to spend it on? What to do and stuff like that. So I got my first credit card, and then I just started paying it off like. Not just, like, I try paying it more than what I owe, so I won't have to be, like, in debt or wondering, oh, did I pay enough or what I did? So I just started doing that, and, man, it just, my, my, my credit score just skyrocketed. It just skyrocketed. I was like, yo. And even now, I'm like, yo, so how does this work? Like, okay, I know the points. I know, like, 600 credit score, 700. All like, all right, man, how do I get it to 700? How do I get it to, how do I get it higher, 800? And I was like, well, just keep, you know, keep managing, you know, keep paying paying on time obviously you know that's a basic step i was like all right bet bet and um yeah just you know obviously so wait, wait, wait. The I, just, I just want to step how does this apply to what i just said though talk, talk. well because i made up my mind that one of my visions was to get a credit card so i could either get a house or get a better car okay and, yes sir something that i've never done i wasn't come doing on give it yes, up sir. man that's good yes, sir. whatever so I wanted, uh, I was imagining myself with more time for my family while working, still working full time. And when we wrote it down, we set our confessions daily. And then out the blue, get a call for a job that's remote, um, salary, and I have plenty of time with my family. So as simple as that, we said it and got a call, got a job without even applying for it. And it gave everything, the increase and the time with the family. Praise God. Hallelujah. One of my visions were for our family was to own multiple homes. And um, throughout the span of our marriage, we have reached that goal. Um, but we since we got a little wiser, we said, all right, we're going to do a little differently. Um, but even within that time span on our vision, um, we're about... How many homes? <laughs> that was one of the visions. Uh, we've had that, um, and also we are believing for more, and that's on the way, and it's part of the vision. 
Somebody say amen. Amen. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you, it works. It works, man. All you got to do is visualize. Anybody else say, I saw it come to pass? Come here. You don't want to say nothing? You want to talk? You don't want to talk. Come on. Sometimes she don't want to talk. So for some time, um, I was believing for a vehicle, and I kept imagining like a free car given to me and just sitting on my front yard. <laughs> and um, can I tell you? Now this don't call no names. This oh no, don't call no names. So. Um, some of y'all might not know, but I got in a pretty bad car accident at the end of the summer, oh. and <laughs> and um, I stopped believing for a vehicle during that time. And the Lord told me, He said, "Who told you to stop looking for a car?" And it was that was like after four weeks, three weeks after the accident. And I said, he said, who told you to stop believing for a car? And I was like, well, Lord, <laughs> you got an accident. <laughs> and um, he said, and he said it again. He said, but who told you to stop looking for a car and stop believing me for it? So I went back to believing for it. And, um, and that was after uh, we went to Southwest Believers. And my faith was just skyrocketed and so I started imagining and I kept believing I said you know a God, like a car could give, be given to me for free and so um, we was really having a hard time looking for a car but I just kept believing I kept imagining and all that stuff and so the last uh, thing it was just a bunch of confusion I don't know and I just kept believing God. I said, you know, God, your favor could be on this, and this car could be given to me for free, and I didn't have to pay for it. And um, at the end, the dude said that he was going to take it down to $800. And I said, okay, God, I'm still believing. Like, he could give this car to me for free. And we ended up buying the car. The next morning, which was a Sunday morning, we were sitting on stage, and I found out someone's given me the exact amount of money the car cost. They cashed out to me, so I got a free car. <laughs> and it wasn't me, y'all, it wasn't me. And I could have bought the car. Planned on buying the car. But somebody else bought the car. Somebody say amen. Y'all. And that's the other thing. If you got children, you teach your children to use their faith, man. Just because you can do it, I mean, you know, I can do a lot of stuff. But we do, we teach them, use your faith. Because then you have a faith product. And then you know you got it based on your faith. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So, y'all, tonight, um, I just want to pray for people. Um, maybe you're here tonight and you say, you know what? Man, it's, it's hard to dream. Uh, there, there, there have been some things. I'll tell you this. Uh, I call it your choking point. You know? And you can choke on a dream. Like, it's like, I can't get there. I can't get there. I can't get there. You try to imagine it. It's like it's so big, you can't imagine it. I do want to say this, just a little caveat. Just because you dream something big, don't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. Remember, it's for an appointed time. Somebody say amen. Yeah. So, if... If all you own right now is a bike, right? But 
One day you say, I want to own a Lamborghini, right? So, generally speaking now, <laughs> you're not going to jump from a bike to a Lamborghini. Do you, get, you understand what I'm saying? You can get to Lamborghini, generally speaking, um, but you, you probably have to start off with a starter car. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of y'all had a starter car? How many of y'all, your first car was a brand new car? Brand new. You know, it's poor people. Okay. I don't think I had a brand new car yet. Have you ever had a brand new car yet? Brand new? Not brand new. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you, 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 so don't get, like, Pastor Ronnie said, we can go by, by the astronaut. We can just believe it. You may buy the astronaut. I'm not saying you can't. Job put on your board if that's what God said to do. But y'all, if you, you know what I'm saying? You ain't never bought a dollhouse. You know what I'm saying? You don't own nothing right now. You living in an apartment with your cousin. Hello? You might not buy the astronaut tomorrow. Can everybody say amen to that? But it don't matter. It's going to come if you believe it. Somebody say amen. Next thing you know, it'll be like, yeah, man. Pastor, you see the newspaper? I bought the astronaut yesterday. Hey, it can happen. But it's going to take time. Somebody say amen. All right. So I want to pray for each and every one of y'all. Who said I need some prayer in this area right here? I need prayer in the dreaming area. All right. Just lift your hands right there where you are. Father, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for this message. Thank you for this series. Lord, this is our way out. Lord, poor people can come out of poverty if they learn how to dream. Lonely people that are single can come out of loneliness if they learn how to dream. Father, people that, <laughs> oh God, people that are on dialysis every day, they can get off dialysis if they learn how to dream. They can see themselves healed. Lord, there's nothing that we can't do if we can believe it. If we can see it, we can believe it. So, Father, right now, I pray for all of us. Lord, there are things that I've choked on trying to imagine it, trying to believe it, trying to see it. He told me, get a picture. Get a picture. And I got a picture, and it all came to pass. So, Father, I thank you. Thank you for the new pictures. Thank you for the new dreams. Those of us who have accomplished things and accomplished dreams, Lord, thank you for the new stuff. We're going to the next level in the name of Jesus. And we want to say thank you for it right now. Father, give us a specific picture in the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh God, open up our minds so we can see it. In Jesus' name. Everybody open your eyes. Now, listen. <laughs> we like these um, sayings, you know. We're going to the next level. Yeah? We have these slogans about the new year. What's it going to be next year? 2024? We're going to get more in 2024. But what does that mean? What does that look like? What does the next level look like? We're going to the next level. What does it look like, though? Give us a picture of it. What does getting more in 2024 mean? Give yourself a picture of it. Yeah? I want you to close your eyes one more time. We did this when we were at the uh, storefront. I want you to imagine this place. No empty seats. <laughs> I want you to imagine people lined up out the door. I want you to imagine we have to put chairs out in the house. I want you to imagine every Sunday is a traffic jam. Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Say it's coming to pass. It will come to pass. So I want you to make sure you're taking this time as we go through this. And y'all, I'm going to take my time and go through each one. 
I am. But just keep up with us, right? So if you didn't do your 20, get your 20 done, and just go buy, you know, you can go buy your spiral notebook for 99 cents, 99 cent store. Call it your dream book, yeah? I just start dreaming. Like, go through magazines. We do this with kids, right? See stuff that you want to have and be and do. Cut it out and put it in your... Ain't no harm in that, right? Yeah, ain't no harm in it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I've had to change my dream wall so many times. I had a prayer room in 2017 in the house that we lost in the flood. I had a prayer room. And I remember going back there after the flood and looking at that wall. And the flood caused the things on the wall to come to pass. Our, our dream house on the lake and the Mercedes-Benz car was up there and we got all of that stuff. So I had to change that picture. It was believing for a church and all that. I had to change those pictures once we got it. So you should be seeing progress happen in your life. Amen? How many of y'all going to do it? How many of y'all going to create a room or a book or something, a wall? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.